All right, we're going to say our confession because we believe what we say, amen? And if we don't say it, we can maybe think it, but it's better to say it because when you hear yourself say something, it has a great impression on yourself, amen? How many of you have heard about people who like to hear themselves talk? Yeah, well, see how much they feel good about themselves? So, you know, talk about the things of God about you. Here we go. I am here on purpose because I have a purpose. My heart is open. My mind is ready to receive because God is not finished with me yet. My best days are right in front of me, and I have victory in my life because Jesus lives in me. I'm sorry we have one more, and I missed this, and I apologize, Janet. Janet's uh, sister, Alila, Alila, is in the hospital in Terre Haute, and possibly will have to go into long-term care. So, Father, we pray right now for Alila. They found her just in time. Father, in Jesus' name. Yeah. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, you watch after us. You watch after us and those we love. And so I pray tonight for Alila. You're, you know what she needs to help her in this season of her life, to bring her back to what you desire for her to be, healthy and old. And so I thank you, Lord, for the right people making the right decisions and uh, the right diagnosis and the things that need to be done in her life. Lord, you are her healer. So I thank you. She knows you're there. She knows your presence is with her. And we thank you, Lord, that you do rescue us. You send help. You send help when we need it. You are our helper. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Hallelujah. You can be seated. Same thing happened with Linda. Linda was here last Wednesday night feeling just fine. Woke up Thursday morning not feeling so fine. And by Friday morning was having like an emergency surgery. But the doctor said you got here at the right time. Everybody say the right time. <laughs> so we really need to be paying attention to the things that are going on around us and and um, know by the Spirit of God. That's what we're going to talk about tonight. And I'm sure if you saw this on Facebook, you wondered, what is she going to say tonight? <laughs> the congregation of the dead. Everybody say this. I will not be in the congregation of the dead. <laughs> now, I have a, a video before I start this that I want to show you. Um, Pastor Bill is uh, on assignment from God <laughs> sort of, in Florida, and he thinks he's Jim Cantore, if you've ever watched the Weather Channel, and his daughter is, uh, what's her name, Stephanie, uh, whatever the girl's name is, and so I have this video that he sent me of him on Daytona Beach. He went there to help take care of his daughter so she wouldn't be in the hurricane. <laughs> here we go. Beach. Yeah, what do you think about this hurricane? This, this is crazy. We are, we've been here for three days now, and we were uh, hunkered down and rocked it out. Category 5. Unbelievable waves coming up over my head. Uh, we just hold on, and... Uh, yeah, thank you. And stay safe. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he cracked himself up at the end. My my daughter sent me a, a, a text afterward and says the bananas are for our snack when we get done broadcasting. <laughs> oh well. And then I have another video I want to show you that I just think is so precious. It's a it's a little girl, and uh, you it's not a video. It's just a picture. But um, she's been to church. Read it. 
So today in church, a guy in a dress tied me, <laughs> tried to drown me. And I kid you not, my family just stood there and took pictures. <laughs> I think that is hilarious. Okay, so back to the message. Congregation of the dead. I thought I'd throw a little humor light stuff in there because uh, God is going to do a work in all of us tonight um, because I believe what I'm going to share with you tonight is causing people to live in the congregation of the dead. Um, I read the uh, MEV Virgin right now, and it's a faith Bible that um, actually Kenneth Copeland gave me free a couple of years ago, and I'm reading through it again this year, and it's got all of his teachings on faith in it as you come to scriptures, which I have really loved. Sometimes you just need a refresher. Sometimes you just need to go back to the basics, and so I've really loved reading it, but in Proverbs 21, 16, in, the, uh, in that version, it says, the person who wanders out of the way of understanding will remain in the congregation of the dead. And I believe in our society today, there are many Christians who have wandered out of the way of understanding, and they now remain in the congregation of the dead. What does that mean? That means they no longer are in a position to really hear what the Spirit of God's saying because they have let their understanding uh, go to seed, as this man in Tulsa used to say, Kenneth Hagin. You know, they've let, let their mind go to seed, you know. just uh, they, They've not meditated the word when they should. They've not uh, thought about the things that God has promised them. And so, little by little, the enemy has come in and diluted, if you will, their understanding of the word of God to a point where they begin to believe uh, a watered-down version of the truth of the Word of God. And before long, they are in a position where they now believe a lie is the truth. And so um, if you look in the other translations of that, in the New Living Testament, it says, the person who strays from common sense. How many of you lately have said that is just, I mean, that's not even common sense, will end up in the company of the dead. Uh, the Amplified says, a man who wanders from the way of understanding godly wisdom will remain in the assembly of the dead. The New King James says, a man who wanders from the way of understanding will rest in the assembly of the dead. I believe that people who get out of understanding the truth begin to let go of what they know. This is Christians who, who have let go of the truth that is inside them by the Holy Spirit. When they let go of that, they just begin to just lay there in the congregation. They hear, but they never do anything. They don't change because they've gone from heart information to head information, and they've, they've exchanged uh, what it says in Romans chapter 1. They've exchanged the, the glory of God for what is just the world. They have just totally taken it in. And uh, in the message, I love this one, uh, whoever wanders off the straight and narrow ends up in a congregation of ghosts. That is pretty descriptive right there. Now, um, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, I left off with this last, the last time I preached on a Sunday. And this is the Amplified. Trust and rely confidently on the Lord with all your heart and do not rely on your own insight or understanding. Everybody say understanding. In all your ways, know and acknowledge and recognize him, 
and he will make your path straight and smooth, removing obstacles that block your eyes. There are many obstacles that want to affect your understanding, uh, situations and circumstances. Go on. Uh, isn't there more to that? No? Oh, I guess that's it. Okay. Now, everybody say, get understanding. You know, um, as a Christian, there's many things that have happened in 40 years of ministry for myself, for my husband, probably many of you, that I do not understand with my head. <laughs> but many times, things I have not understood with my head, God has given me an understanding in my heart of why that situation is the way it is. Maybe not even th something I would think of, you know, like uh, Pastor Bill preached on Sunday in Isaiah 55. My ways are not your ways. My thoughts are not your thoughts. But it says in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, but we can know what God's ways are and what his thoughts are because the Holy Spirit reveals it to us. And so when we want to grow in our understanding or get understanding, we have to go to the word of God and to the leading of the Holy Spirit or we're going to begin to understand things the way the world understands them. And the first thing is, it, it becomes um, like a reasoning of, well, I could see how that could be. Or a question that we've not been able to resolve, that we don't have an answer from the Lord. And so we start leaning our understanding to what the circumstance begins to reveal to us. Instead of going back that says, if I don't understand, I trust the Lord. I do not lean to my own understanding. And we always want answers. How, how many of you know we just, we always want the answer. And sometimes it's a while before we get the answer. And the enemy will make us feel like uh, it's absolutely uh, necessary to know right now. I remember the first teacher I had in the Word of God, she was actually the woman that led me to the Lord. Uh, and she said, if you feel driven, you've become like a cow. If you feel led, you've become like a sheep. And we are sheep. We are not cows. We are not driven. We are led by the Holy Spirit. And anytime you feel that urgency to step out beyond the understanding of the Word of God or the Holy Spirit, you put yourself in a position to live in the congregation of the dead. Does this make sense? I mean, it really got my attention because the issues that we're facing today, I believe, are caused by confusion. And that confusion has come because people have let go of the understanding of the word or the understanding of the Holy Spirit. Or even if they can't understand, they will trust the Lord and lean not to their own understanding. And so if that happens... The Bible is very clear here. You end up in the congregation of the dead or the ghost. And that means something that no longer is living. Jesus said, I came to give you life and to give it to you more abundantly. But that's in the understanding of the truth of the word and the understanding of the leading of the Holy Spirit. And uh, it's very easy today to get in discussions. Uh, my sister was telling me last night, my brother and sister-in-law are here from South Africa and they have a different understanding sometimes of things, partly because of the culture over there, but also because of the wrestling with things that uh, they see in America. And so they try to reason that all out with their head instead of spiritually understanding what's going on. Everybody say, we have to understand. 
spiritually before we can act in the natural. And so if we get away from that, that's why it says in Proverbs, and I'm going to give you several scriptures. You can write them down that you need to hold on to these scriptures. And most of them are in Proverbs. And it's Proverbs 4, 5 through 9. This is what the word of God says. He also taught me and said to me, let your heart retain my words. Keep my commands and live. Get wisdom. Get understanding. Do not forget nor turn away from the words of my mouth. Do not forsake her, and she will preserve you. Love her, what wisdom, understanding, and she will keep you. Wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom, and in all your getting, get understanding. Everybody say, get understanding. Exalt her, and she will promote you. She will bring you honor when you embrace her. She will place on your head an ornament of grace, a crown of glory she will deliver to you. So when we begin to allow God to show us how to understand what he says in his word. How many of you have ever read the word and thought, I have no clue what that said? I told the Lord the other day, Song of Solomon, I just go through it. I mean, if, if I, had a, I went to a women's retreat once, and this girl described a woman the way it's described in Song of Solomon, and she had pomegranates and goat's hair and all this stuff. And when she got done, I had such a vivid picture of what a woman would look like. I still don't get that, that whole thing. But I read it. Everybody say, read it. Because at any time, God could enlighten something in that that would bring life to you. I've got more enlightenment on it now that I've read it however many, 20 times, than I did in the beginning. But there's a lot of things I don't understand fully. But if I'm reading it, God has an opportunity to enlighten me to what that says and give me an understanding beyond what I would understand with my reasoning. And so we have to be patient sometimes. We have to wait. Proverbs 2, 1 and 2 says, My son, if you receive my words and treasure my commands within you so that you incline your ear to wisdom and apply your heart to understanding so that you incline your ear to wisdom and apply your heart to understanding. Why your heart? Because it's, it's in your heart where you hear the Holy Spirit of God, where he can give you revelation or understanding of the word. Verses 10 and 12 of that say, when wisdom enters your heart and knowledge is pleasant to your soul, discretion will preserve you and understanding will keep you. I know a lot of people who have let go and the, their reasoning has now taken over in order to make everything be okay. I'm just telling you, in the world we live in now, everything's not going to be okay all the time. We're going to be faced with circumstances where what we believe is going to be in conflict, what other people believe, if we have our understanding based on the word of God. And so... In order to not end up in the congregation of the dead, when I when I first heard this, I just wrote it down. Um, it just sometimes when I read the word, and you'll find this if you really stay in the word, something will just like just stick in me. It wouldn't go away. And so my husband and I were taking a drive on Saturday, and and uh, I said I'll go ahead and preach on Wednesday. He was going to go down to Florida, and he said, "What are you going to share on?" I said, "The congregation of the dead." He looked at me. I said, yep, that's what I'm preaching on, the congregation of the dead. And I gave him the whole message. He said, I have never seen that. See, it's in there. It's in the New King James. It's in the Amplified. It says you're going to end up in the assembly of the dead. 
if you let go of understanding. You know, sometimes when God wants to deliver something, he'll light it up. You've heard people say, that's lit. This message is lit. Hallelujah. Because I believe it's something God wants us to get. Proverbs 3, 13 through 20. And I'll show you in a minute what God has revealed to me out of just following this week. Happy is the man who finds wisdom. We could really use this in the body of Christ. Happy people. And the man who gains understanding. For her proceeds are better than the profits of silver and her gain than fine gold. Happy is the man who finds wisdom and the man who gains understanding. For her proceeds are better than the profits of silver. Um, 8.14. Let's look at 8.14. And I'm giving you several tonight so you can go home and if you're writing these down, go and look them up. 8.14. Counsel is mine and sound wisdom. I am understanding. He is saying, I am understanding. The counsel of the Lord. Everybody say the counsel of the Lord. And this is where God really began to speak to me about this message, the congregation of the dead. Um, many, many people are in counseling today. And I'm all for counseling. I mean, I counsel people. But if there is not a spiritual root to the counseling, the counseling becomes a mind and flesh opportunity. And counseling only shows people how to deal with their circumstance the best way they can. It doesn't eliminate the circumstance. Okay? That's because their understanding is from their head, from the knowledge of the world, and a lot of those steps and things that go on are okay. But you will never set a person totally free to live a full life and not live in a deadness in any part of their life until you have understanding of what the truth of the word is. And so what's happened around the world now is this confusion of what is the truth of the word of God. We're debating now. If we, we didn't debate in the beginning. No Christians debated. The law just got passed that we can abort babies. And women have a choice. Now we're down to a discussion between women's choice and aborting babies. Well, I believe a woman's body is her body. Well, I believe a man's body is his body, but he doesn't get to kill people. We, 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 that's not what we're, that is misunderstanding the truth of the word of God. But what people have done is they, they counsel through that. I've seen them counsel girls who've had abortion through it and just say, you know, we'll just, help change your thoughts so that you won't think about guilt like that. You'll never get rid of guilt until you get the root of it out of your life. And that comes by spiritual understanding, not the understanding with the head and the flesh. Are you getting this tonight? This is where we get into, are we going to get people set free or are we just going to tell them you're going to be okay? Because you're not going to be okay. I've ministered too many times to people where they needed to be set free from harmful things in their life. And without the counsel of the Lord, everybody say, counsel of the Lord. They are locked in, and they, they want to do it right. They have a heart to do it right, but they cannot do it right until they get that freedom that the Holy Spirit brings. And I'm going to show you in a minute how this works. Counsel is mine and sound wisdom. I am understanding. I have strength. Proverbs 8.14. Did you get that one? 
Counsel is mine, sound wisdom. I am understanding. In other words, his counsel understands exactly what needs to be done in this situation. Proverbs 1 through 5, uh, 1 verses 5, verse 5. A wise man will hear and increase in learning, and a man of understanding will attain wise counsel. Where do you get wise counsel? From the Holy Spirit. Everybody say the Holy Spirit. The Bible says that the Holy Spirit is the one who will tell us. Proverbs 20, 18. And this is a really good one to get in uh, to your heart when you're, when you're making decisions um, that really are going to affect your life or you want to get free or you want to be free. 2018. Plans are established by counsel. By wise counsel, we wage war. Do you know what that means? 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verses 3 through 5. Our warfare is not with people. It's not. It's with powers and principalities, and we have weapons. Everybody say, we have weapons. But the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for pulling down strongholds, casting down arguments, and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ, and when being ready to punish all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. One of your weapons is understanding. Everybody say understanding. When you understand, then you know what to do in that situation. When you do not have understanding, when your mind is telling you all different kinds of things, you will stay locked in the company of the dead. Pretty silent in here tonight, but God's about to set some people free. Because when this message goes forth, God is going to bring healing and deliverance and wholeness. And that's exactly what's needed right now in our nation. Psalm 33:11, the counsel of the Lord stands until somebody gets a better idea. Until man figures out something that they think works better. No. The counsel of the Lord stands forever and the plans of his heart to all generations. He is not a different God for the 20th century or 21st. He's, he's always the same. Everybody say he's always the same. So what his word says has power to change it. He says, I am understanding and I am strength. What does that mean? God is able. He is mighty to deliver in any circumstance or situation that we get into. In Ephesians, and this one isn't up there, Sandy, but in Ephesians chapter 10, and many of you know this scripture, but um, we are in a season in our lives and in the church, in the world, but right now, I'm concerned about the church. If the church ever gets it right, I believe the world will get un- just get their self straightened around. Because greater is he that's in us than he that's in the world, and the power that's in the name of Jesus is greater than any other name that is mentioned in the earth. So when the church gets it right and begins to operate in the understanding of truth, then we are going to see strongholds taken down in people's minds, and their understanding is going to be enlightened. Everybody say enlightened. And this is, this is what it says. Verse 10, finally, my brethren or sisters, be strong in the Lord in the power of his might. What did it say? Mighty. He is mighty to tear down strongholds. 
uh, then it goes on and it says, so put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand against the wiles of the devil. We do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against rulers of darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Take, therefore, the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in, in the evil day. Everybody say, evil day. Evil day. And having done all to stand. We are in a day today where evil is trying to exalt itself against the truth in a greater way than I've ever seen it in my life. And it's causing separation from people. Just like the Bible said, father-in-law will be against daughter-in-law, daughter-in-law will be against mother-in-law. What it's saying is people are going to begin to form their own understanding. And then they're going to stand on their own understanding and try to make an excuse for evil to make it be okay so they can stand. You will not stand. You will not stand making it be okay when it's not. Now, I, I won't be here again for another week. Pastor Dan will be here Sunday. Y'all can come. But, and he'll, he'll, be, he'll have a great message. But I'm telling you tonight, this is serious business. Because God began to show me this is why people are trapped in the congregation of the dead. They have Jesus, which says, I have life and I have it more abundantly. But they have gotten trapped in the congregation of the dead because they've let their understanding change from what's truth to, well, it's maybe not, that's not really that bad. You know, it's, and, and I just had somebody sit in my office not very long ago and say to me, I think God has shown me, da, 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 da. And I thought, that is so far off. I mean, that is a deception. And that's why I was the way I was. No, you were the way you were because the Bible says you're taken away when it's your own deception or your own lust. Isn't this an awful message for Wednesday night? It's supposed to be more uplifting, isn't it? But in a minute, we're going to pray for you. And God's going to deliver people. I promise you. Because this is the night to get set free from all of this stuff that the world's putting out there. It says in Psalm 106, 13, it says, They soon forgot his works, and they did not wait for his counsel. I believe we're living in a, a, a church today, in a nation today, where people have, they didn't want to wait, and so they've let go of God's counsel to make it be okay, and it's, it's not okay. John 14, 26, would you put that up, Sandy? This is the Amplified. We have a helper. Everybody say, we have a helper. And this is what it says. Yet how quick uh, the helper, the comforter, the advocate, the intercessor, counselor, strengthener, stand by the Holy Spirit. Everybody say, I got all of that. Say, I have a helper, a comforter, an advocate, an intercessor, a counselor, a strengthener, a standby. It's the Holy Spirit. And he will teach me all things. Amen. That doesn't mean you don't learn from other things. It just means the Holy Spirit can take whatever you hear and give you revelation to give you the ability to walk a life of freedom. And everybody wants to be free. Um, I, t as I was praying about this message, um, I, I happened to look on Facebook, and I, and I saw some things. And would you just put those pictures up for a minute, and then I'll go on from there. Never be a prisoner of your past. It was just a lesson, not a life sentence. These things apply to my life, so it's easy for me to agree. 
when people bring up your past, tell them Jesus dropped the charges. <laughs> Amen? The devil whispered in my ear, you're not strong enough to withstand the storm. Today I whispered in the devil's ear, I am a child of God, a woman of faith, a warrior of Christ, and I am the storm. Want to do that one again? <laughs> Wait, go back. I like that one. Because I have something similar to that on my wall in my office God gave me. The devil whispered in my ear, you're not strong enough to withstand the storm. Today, I whispered in the devil's ear, I am a child of God, a woman or man of faith, a warrior of Christ, and I am the storm. <laughs> Amen? You are the devil's worst enemy. And he knows it. But we just have to begin to walk in it. This last one's what I want to talk to you about tonight. God cannot heal what you refuse to reveal. And this is where, the, this is where people get stuck in the congregation of the dead. Years ago, when I was uh, saved, I had been divorced. And I struggled so much with reading the Word of God. It would just, every time, when I read the Word of God, I just saw... You've sinned. You've sinned. Uh, you're bad. Uh, no matter what I read, that's what I saw. Every time uh, Pastor Hackett over at First Assembly would preach, God put me over there, and I, I loved him. But every time he preached, I heard, you're divorced, and you'll never be anything. He never said that, but that's what I heard. You know why I heard that? Because I had sin in my life. I had, I had made excuses for why I got divorced, but I had never said it's sin. I just always wanted to make excuses because it would make it be okay. Everybody say, make it be okay. I try to make me okay. I could never get okay. I know this happens, and I'm going to show you the rest of this that God just showed me this week. One night, I was playing a record of Russ Taff. Probably none of you even know who Russ Taff was, but it was a, it was a 33 and a third record. And I was in Tulsa by myself with three kids. I was a mess. I was a wreck. I was playing that record in the kids' bedroom. They were downstairs playing. And he started singing, I don't even know what song. But I started weeping. And God said to me, divorce is sin. Confess your sins and you will be forgiven. I sobbed. And sobbed. I thought I was having a breakdown. I, I cried so hard. It was just the conviction of the Holy Spirit, not the condemnation that I felt. Conviction and a cleansing that went over my whole being. And never again did I feel guilt or condemnation from that. God cannot heal what you refuse to reveal. That night, it was like, I, I couldn't blame anybody else. It wasn't anybody else's fault. It was my, even though other people were responsible, just like me, wasn't anything about them. How many of you know sometimes we can just get, we can get ourselves so feeling all right about everything because surely there's somebody I can blame about this and then I won't feel so bad about what I did, you know. For me, it was this. It was holding me captive to make me sick and never be able to receive the forgiveness of God. Because I didn't get to the root of it in my life. I cried and cried. Finally, my friend, that the only person I knew out there, she came to the door and knocked. And she said, uh, I just felt to come by and see you. And she said, let's go for a ride. And so she took me for a little ride and prayed with me. And I got calmed down. 
and uh, never again changed my life forever that night that I acknowledged that. The devil couldn't use it anymore. Before he'd accuse me of it, and I'd try to say, I know, but God says he da-da-da-da. I just never made that decision to say, God, I missed it. Forgive me. And then he turned the whole thing around. And then I got that hunk of blessing. So you see on the front row here. See, it works. Hallelujah. Yeah. Well, then this week I was looking uh, on Facebook, and, and the man that put this up here, I know him. Uh, I've traveled with him with Pastor Sharon, and he's a young man, um, just, a, just a dynamic guy. He uh, actually does stuff for Billy Graham, uh, organizing his meetings around the, world, around the United States when he did those America meetings, you know, and he'd hold those, and uh, Jackson would help. And so Jackson put this on Facebook, and uh, I thought, wow, he's the pastor of a church out there in Tulsa doing great things. But he says, um, this is a long, vulnerable, messy post. Uh, if there is one lesson I wish I would have known years and years ago, it would have be that in order to get healed, I first had to get real. For years, I struggled with an addiction to pornography starting at 13, and I just couldn't overcome it no matter how hard I tried. I finally got so sick of being sick that I opened up to someone I trusted and became vulnerable, which in the moment, I felt like I was going to die. But that was the moment healing began to take place in my life, and I began walking on the path towards wholeness. He's the one that posted this. God cannot heal what you refuse to reveal. Now, this is the counsel of the Lord. Everybody say the counsel of the Lord. The counsel of the world is, well, you know, it's okay. You know, you're going to be okay. I'm going to give you five steps to getting okay. Do you know you're never going to be okay? Not till God takes care of it spiritually. And so he goes on and he says, unfortunately, you will never overcome that secret sin no matter how hard you try because God cannot heal what you refuse to reveal. I know it's hard for so many of us to come to open up, but trust me, the freedom from an addiction or struggle is worth it. Find someone you trust and get real and then watch how God heals. And immediately I remembered that day upstairs in my bedroom when I began to cry, when God spoke that to my heart. You know, when God fixes you, it doesn't, it doesn't hurt you. It helps you. Now, there's a brokenness. Everybody say brokenness. I, I had that in the song today that we sang at the beginning of the service. Um, it's in the first part of what John sang in that song, um, This Hope. Um, it says, in my brokenness. There's a lot of people who are not broken. What does that mean? God wants you to fall apart? No, he wants what's holding you to fall apart. Not what you are, what's holding you. Everybody say, what's holding me? And so um, then I get this Charisma magazine. I don't read Charisma. My husband gets it, and he's not here, so it was on my desk. And it, this man, uh, Dr. Mark Rutland, who was actually the president of ORU when they turned that whole thing around out there, why true brokenness precedes true spiritual healing. And it was a whole article about this, and he used Peter as an example. Now, we all know Peter betrayed Jesus. I mean, he, he denied him three times. Jesus told him that he would deny him three times, but he said to Peter, I'm going to pray for you that, that you will withstand what the enemy's trying to do. Uh, but Peter 
failed. Everybody say he failed. He failed. Now, if you read the story in John 21, it may sound like it's a long time later, but at the most it was, it was 40 days because Jesus ascended on the 40th day. So I don't even know that it was that long. The Bible says it's the third time that Jesus appeared to the disciples. But Peter, John, they were on, and, and another disciple were fishing, and they were out on the boat. And I'm paraphrasing that chapter just for time's sake. But they were on that boat, and uh, they couldn't catch anything. They were fishing. And Jesus came and started a fire on the beach. And they saw, he hollered out to them, have you caught anything? And they said, no, they didn't catch anything. And then he said, well, throw the net on the other side of the boat, on the right side. Now, where's the first place that God got Peter's attention? Back in his boat in the very beginning when he said, can I use your boat? And what happened after he used their boat? He sent them out, and they caught multitudes of fish. God will always go to a place where you know him. He'll go to a place where you know him so that he can set you free. And you'll think, I don't want to go here. This is where the most pain will come. See, as soon as he connected them to him, then the opportunity for the pain in Peter could rise up. I promise you, when you go to the place where God wants to fix you, the pain will come back. It will be there. It will be like it just happened. It's, it's so real. It's, it's like it's, oh, no, here it is. And you don't want to go there. Everybody say, nobody wants to go there. But you have to go there. See, Peter's in the boat, and John says to Peter, it's the Lord. Peter takes off his clothes, jumps in the water, swims to the shore, and gets up on the shore. And I think what Dr. Rutland says here so, must be so true. He has betrayed Jesus, and he has to face Jesus. Where does he have to go to get his healing? To Jesus. I'm telling you, in that room that night, when I started to cry, it was not about the guy singing anymore. It was about Jesus sitting there in that bed with me and telling me, this is what you've done. This is what you need to do. And then we're going to go forward. Exactly the same thing here with Peter. Peter gets up. He has to face Jesus. Who knows what that conversation was before everybody else got to the shore. But in the end, he said, come and eat. Come and eat. Mark Rutland said, I took a survey of people and said, what do you think is the number one thing people want to hear? And they said, I love you. Doesn't everybody want to hear I love you? And then he said the number two thing people said was, I'm forgiven. Doesn't everybody want to know God forgives me? I'm, I'm forgiven. I'm okay. And he said the third one just really <laughs> made me laugh, but it was true. Supper's ready. <laughs> and he said that's the whole gospel. Jesus said, I love you. If you confess your sins, you're forgiven. And then come and take communion. Be part of me. Everybody say, supper is ready. I thought, that explains it the best I've ever heard it. I want to tell you, Jesus has prepared a supper for his people. He's not coming for a church that's broken and fallen apart. But at some point, the church is going to have to do what they have to do to get free.
and then we will be the powerhouse that God is looking for in the earth. And until we recognize that, until God, God cannot heal us until we decide to reveal what that is. It's not with other people. It's with Jesus. Sometimes it is with other people. But it's got to be with him. He's the one we have to come face to face with and say, I am wrong. I did this. I am caught up in this. And no excuses. No excuses. This is how young people are getting caught up in all kinds of crazy stuff. Because they, they have people around them saying it's okay. It's okay. Whatever the reason, they give all kinds of reasons. They get in situations where the, the drawing of the enemy, of the lust that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of eyes, the pride of life is out there. They begin to draw on that. If they do not have understanding that this is not God, this, it cannot be God, because it's not what the word of God says. We can't, we can't change the understanding of the truth of the word because we go into the congregation of the dead. And it doesn't mean that they can't come alive again. It just means they're sitting in a place where destruction has an opportunity in their life. And believe me, once the devil gets a hold of you, he will take you further and further and further and further away from the truth. The good news is it only takes a moment in the presence of God for Jesus to change the entire situation. When Peter got to that shore, Jesus said to him, do you love me, Peter? What did he have Peter do? He had him tell him three times, I love, I love you, Lord. I love you, Lord. I love you, Lord. Who was that for, Jesus or Peter? Peter. Peter needed to hear himself say, I love you, Lord. I love you, Lord. Because he had denied him. So, Everything that God does, he does to heal. He doesn't do to reject us. And so when, when, we, when we hear something, when you hear something, when I hear something that convicts us, we need to immediately say, Jesus, you know, forgive me. And, and it will be instant, and we can move on. But the moment we stop doing that, lock up. Everybody say lock up. Captive, not, not able to move. God cannot heal what we do not reveal. It's not what other people say about you. It's what we know about ourselves. How many of you know you have more trouble with what you think about yourself than what anybody else says? And if that's in there, we got to get it out. Okay? Let's stand. Father, I thank you for every person that's here tonight. Lord, the Holy Spirit is here. And as you've heard this word, it's okay that it's quiet because sometimes we just have to have a moment with the Lord. So John's going to play, and I'm going to pray, and all of us are going to talk to the Lord. What is it that God wants to do in your life? Thank you, Jesus. Let's bow our heads. If you're here tonight and you don't know Jesus, then he can't do what he wants to do in your life. But if you're here and you know him, then you have an opportunity tonight. And it, it doesn't have to be uh, what people call gross sin. You know, sin is sin. It doesn't matter what it is. Uh, there's no levels of sin. There's levels of consequences, but there's not levels of sin. So whatever it is that the enemy has locked you up in, God wants to set you free. 
And the first place is to know him as your Lord and Savior. Maybe you're here tonight and say, I, I did know him once, but I kind of walked away and I need to come back. And uh, we're going we're gonna to pray about that right now. If that's you and you're here, you need to turn this ship around and start going the right direction again. If that's you, I want you to lift your hand. I'm going to pray for you right now because God wants to help you in your walk and the things that you're going through. In Jesus' name. Let's all say this. Father, thank you for Jesus. Thank you that he died for me. Thank you that he died on purpose to set me free, to give me life, life more abundantly. I am grateful for what Jesus has done. Father, open my eyes that I can have an understanding of the truth of anything in my life that is holding me that I need to reveal to you in order to be free. Now I'm just going to pray. John, I want you to just begin to sing that song, How He Loves Us. And uh, if there's something in your life, nobody has to know what it is. But if that's you, I want you to come here to the altar because I'm going to put my hands on you and agree with you tonight. And God is going to set you free. He knows. It It doesn't matter what other people think this is between you and God but it's important if, if you know that you acknowledge that so that God can do something he loves me let's all sing that how he loves how he
pull us. Only Jesus can stop that. Only Jesus. People can talk to us. People can counsel us and, and even give us the right scriptures and everything. Even though I've prayed with these people up here, it's Jesus. It's Jesus who, who speaks the words like he spoke to Peter. You know, the other people had to come in that boat to get to the shore. Peter had time with Jesus by himself. I don't know what Jesus said. I don't know what Peter said. But I do know that the one he loved, that he had denied, forgave him. And not only forgave him, he just confirmed the call on his life. He reestablished him. He put him in his position. And he became the leader of the church in Acts. The Holy Spirit, when he was empowered, he went on from there and he was totally restored and became powerful. Shai, you're going to become very powerful for God. You are. Because God is changing your heart and he's healing your heart. And, uh, Anything, anything that the Lord brings to your remembrance or it brings to your thoughts, take it up with him right away. Just let him get it fixed. Because all of us have a lot in this container that we have to resolve. Don't let any condemnation or any other thoughts stay in there. Any of you, any of you, make sure you're taking care of those things. Because the enemy is aggressive in the day we're living in and he's trying to turn truth to a lie but we are not going to be lied to we are going to be a free people everybody say a free people turn to your neighbor and say i'm glad you came tonight because <laughs> i needed this <laughs> go and be blessed god knows where you are amen